What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 371. On this episode, I'm joined by Minx Couture. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, gaming, early internet, VR, music talk, social media, villains, technology, the metaverse, NFTs, a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? First thing we're getting to uh, is our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast mo. Go there and give a dollar more a month to get early access to the podcast. You give enough, you can be a co-producer like my mother, like Graveyard Entertainment, like itchaboyh2.com, and like uh Forgotten One. Also, our new patron, uh, Rico Reds, uh, was supposed to be calling this week, but he got drunk or something and couldn't. So he's in the doghouse for now, but we still appreciate him as a patron, just not as a guest. And uh, also a merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast. Go there and get you a cool fucking podcast shirt. And um, let's see. I think that's about really it. This week, who we have calling in is our homie Minx. Um, Minx Couture. And so... Uh, oh, she's already fucking ready here, already calling, so let's just uh, fucking call. Y'all know she has a podcast and a Twitch show, and oh, she has all kinds of shit. We'll talk to her. What's up? Can you hear me good? Yeah, coming in crystal clear. Okay, cool, because I was gaming last night, so I I was making sure it was on the right one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it gets confusing. That's actually perfect. One of the things I want to talk to you about is eventually I have to get rather a gaming PC or an Xbox, and I've avoided uh, gaming PCs basically my whole life, even though I like some games on PC. In general, I'm just a consoler, but uh, how do you do it? Um, Everything um with my Xbox is mirrored, so... It's it's kind of weird. You don't need a console anymore. As long as you you have an account, you can actually play on your phone and mirror it to your uh, Windows computer. And, and my Mac, I'm able to play um, my games on my Mac. Right. I mean, that's bad. You know, I'm not one of these console warrior people where I would get mad one way or the other. You know, I love PlayStation. I went with them because, I mean, I grew up loving them. And uh, I was one of those kids. I got a Nintendo 64. I know you also have a love for Nintendo 64. Um but I just always had the wrong console for my taste. So like when I first got a Sega Genesis, I should have gotten Super Nintendo, you know, but my mom just got me the cheap <laughs> one and I didn't like any of the games and I just was jealous. And then as soon as I got a Nintendo 64, all the games I liked were on the PlayStation. So I had to just be jealous of my friends with the PlayStation. And then the PS2, I think it finally kind of came together. Um, but I tried to get on the 360 and it kept fucking red ringing for me like four or five times in a row. So I just was like, fuck this. And then I went over to PS3 and then I've been there since. And I have like, I own like 500 games. Like you can look at your library. Like I own like that many digitally. So it's just so I'm like, I can't just leave all these games here, you know? So they kind of got me stuck. But because I love Elder Scrolls, I know I have to play the next Elder Scrolls and Starfield and every other Bethesda game. And I have to have a PC or an Xbox. So if people are curious. That is why I must get a another device. <laughs> but you know what? I, I think one of the, the misconceptions as to why a lot of people don't go to, you know, they're afraid to come to the PC side is, I mean, I use my controller. Like I have, um, you can buy a specific, like some people prefer the PlayStation remote. Others prefer the Xbox remote and you can actually play um, like Steam games and stuff like that with that remote. So it's, it's, 
it's not like, you know, some people look at that as cheating because it's like, oh, you're not using the keyboard. But, you know, certain games like certain um, first per- first person shooters like uh, Apex and stuff like that. You know, some people prefer the, the keyboard and mouse and others, you know, prefer the, the, the remote. So it's like the best of both worlds. You know, um, I feel more um, more that I got into the PC side of things. I kind of like. You know, I'll, I'll look at my Xbox and I literally gave it to my little one. I'm like, you could you could use it now because I, I can play all these games on my computer. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's I, I'm very, very uh, interested in it. The when I was young and I'm sure you remember this, like it, there wasn't a gaming PC and a PC. If you had a home PC, it could play the games. You know, right, like, like there right. just wasn't this. So like, I love uh, Warcraft 2 is probably the first PC game that I was like holy shit what is this and um <laughs> and then i got warcraft 3 which was like the game i was coming home before my mom got off work getting online and playing that was the first game that really hooked me into online play and my mom would get home and be like you've been on that game for two hours get off the internet and i just think that's so funny now because it's like we are always on the internet everyone all the time and my mom was yelling at me for being on it for two hours like it was gonna fucking it should go back to that i really believe it it was a better world when everything was capped you know you had to you know fight over okay i need the modem for an hour you know you 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 know you you knocked out the phone line for an hour right um i miss that you know i i really do miss that and i talk about that a lot um technology and the evolution of it and um I really sat back and said to myself, like, you know, there's if there's anybody that is uh, hip enough to talk about the transitions from the beginning of social media, maybe way before that, like the the Neopets age. Oh, yeah. Love um, Neopets. Playing that stock market. <laughs> right. And, and the live journal age, which was crazy because I, I had a. um an alert from um, live journal. They were like, you know, happy 20 years. I said, what? <laughs> Looking at my spam folder, I was like, happy 20. What the hell? Like, has it been that long? And yes, I, one of my um, oldest journals uh, alerted me. I was looking at my spam folder and they were like, yeah, you know, uh, would, would you will you come back? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was reminiscing a few weeks ago about uh, GeoCities. It was probably an early Internet thing that I was yes. doing. Like none of my friends. I had one friend that did it and I made like this uh, hidden porn site in sixth grade where like <laughs> the the background was like flames or whatever, you know, weird shit. And uh, it, there was a period hidden. And if you knew exactly where it was on the Web page, you could click it and then it would take, take you, you to the. <laughs> To like pictures of Sable and, uh, you know, whoever else I had new pictures of on this page and all my friends knew it. And they still bring it up to me like I should be ashamed. And I'm like, no, I refuse to be ashamed. God damn it. We were developers back then. Yeah, I was meeting the needs of the masses. Uh, and then Zanga. Zanga was my actual first social media, uh, to my knowledge, unless I'm forgetting another one. But even before MySpace, I felt like I had a Zanga. Every, yeah, it was it was Zanga and, and there was something else. There was there was there was something else before that. They were mostly blogs and stuff back then. People yeah. were treating them like like social sites. Yeah, Zynga had like somewhat of a wall feature like MySpace. But in general, it was like, I remember I would be like, here's my feelings today. And also, here's my song recommendation today. You know, and yes. I would recommend some song for people. <laughs> <laughs> or you, you pick your little mood and stuff like that. And mine was, I believe they were bats. I had bats as mine. So it would say mood grumpy. <laughs> right. I missed those. Like they need to bring that back. That would be real cool. And then thinking back to, you know, I remember when Facebook came out because I was a senior in high school, but I'd done concurrent enrollment. And so I could sign up with my college email. Cause I went up to the 
college administrator in the office and was like, hey, what's my email? And they're like, what? I'm like, y'all give everyone an email and I have to have it to get onto this website. And so like, it was a big deal for me to get on Facebook as a senior. And then like the, by the next year, they got rid of that. Um, but it did seem so clean and so cool and in hindsight to be like, why did we think that was better than like all the customization? I'll never know. I guess it's why people like Apple over Android or something. But well, it was mostly. Um, yeah, you had to have a school ID or work ID. And um, again, just like with all of these apps, you know, when it's exclusivity like that, like Clubhouse was, it it kind of kept out, I would say, the weird people, the people that just came to mess stuff up. Um, well, Facebook but, to me is ruined now by parent. I mean, our parents generational. No offense. I mean, they've it's their site now, you know, but right. like. I'm not going to go on there and post about how like, oh, bro, I got so fucked up. I've been smoking dabs all day. I'm never going to post it on Facebook. I'm not saying it's on yeah, Twitter, it, you know, it'll haunt you. It'll definitely haunt you. Right. And they'll, so they'll use that against you. So it's like it just isn't cool, you know, and I don't think any kids are getting Facebook. Like the only kids that have Facebook is their parents made for them like back in the day and, you know, been posting well, pictures. More, more people are, are joining Facebook because you can't use an Oculus without one. Oh, yeah. For, I thought they switched that. It made it where no. you can sign up with an email. Oh, got any well, propaganda. They, they're trying. Well, they're trying to make it like um, if you have it in developer mode, you can remove all of that. Um, but um, some people like, you know, a lot of people don't have PCs. So the main focus with Oculus was the standalone feature. And you have to have a Facebook account in order to sign up. I mean, I was even playing last night. We were playing Among Us in, in VR and everybody was, you know, pointing out to a girl that her real name was showing. You know, and she was like, oh, it's because it's going by my Facebook account. So, again, um, with the surge of Oculus sales, there's been a surge of Facebook, uh, you know, users that are created. But you will not find them other than in, uh, let's say, Oculus places or groups that have to do with some of the, the applications that work with Oculus. But um, it's been a huge surge, a, a very, very big surge. I definitely would say that. Yeah, I'm, we have a, I have a coworker who's brought an Oculus, one of the new ones up to my job, and it's very cool. You know, I haven't hadn't got to use one until then. And I was like, oh, I completely get it. And my other coworker like instantly went and bought one for his kid, you know, after he yeah. tried it. So, like, I do think they're very cool. Um, I'm just at this place where I'm like, I want rather an Xbox, an Oculus or a new PC. I'm leaning new PC so I can keep I'm kind of running out. I'm hitting a wall on my mixing. And the music where like my PC can't really keep up with all the shit I'm doing or I don't know how to like save the CPU correctly or some shit. But either way, I'm like, I need I need a harder hit machine over here. So I'm like, I could kill two birds with one stone and just get a like some beefed up rig in the worst possible time to ever buy a computer. But well, you can actually um, I would recommend like what I did first, like I just got the PC right and I just made sure that it was optimized enough to play VR games and you can still access like people like when I talk to people that are interested in, you know, they're like, I want to hang out with you in the metaverse, but I don't have an Oculus. I'm like, you don't need an Oculus. <laughs> you know, you don't need it. You don't need a virtual reality device to hang out in these spaces. As long as your computer has the specs that allows it to run VR games. Um, you know, I've had people that had Steam for a long time and they didn't know that they can hang out with me in VR chat. They're like, oh, but I thought you needed. I'm like, no, it's keyboard, mouse, WASD. <laughs> that's all you need in order to to play and be able to hang out with people. It's that's why I love a lot of these applications that are being de uh, designed in the metaverse. It's you know, I show people my worlds, and they're like, oh, I wish I could visit. And I'm like, do you have a mobile mobile web? You you have a computer? Like, yeah. 
okay, you could you could visit. You you don't need you need you don't need the fancy stuff. You just need the right people to put you on, and that's what I tell people all the time. Right. Well, I've looked at. I know I've tried the like you know the cheap little plastic thing you put your cell phone in, and you can run like the little roller coaster apps and stuff. Um, right. I don't know if that's like the the same thing, um, but apparently, I guess because that one doesn't have a very large field of view, that's why it's not very good. And like the more field of view you get, the better or something. I don't know. Or well, a lot of more immersive. Um, the, well, a lot of these apps that that I build my spaces on because that's you know I wanted something you know I pretty much wanted to develop a Discord type of platform uh, for my NFTs and shit, but I wanted it to also be like a safe haven, you know, like hey, um, on in my server, you know, which is in the VR world that I built. I'm like, I want to watch, we're going to watch a Friday the 13th, right? Put up a flyer. Everyone clicks the link. They join. They're their average, their web camera. We all sit, talk, watch a movie and, you know, spawn in, spawn out. You know what I mean? Um, and of course, you know, the avatar thing, people are like, oh, well, I can't afford to make an avatar. I'm like, there's free apps that you could just like make an avatar and use that across the metaverse, which is, which unlocks over 180 worlds that you can visit. So when I, when I tell you, like, there's no excuses, like you're like, oh, uh, Spotify ain't paying me. Uh, OK, uh, drop it as an NFT, make your own world and and be good with that. Like, you know how um, in Super Mario they have like, you know, how certain uh, villains have their own universes like Bowser, right? Bowser's Castle. Um, you know, when you go, you're walking around Bowser's Castle, you see like all little pictures of him. You know, it's just him as a baby, him as an adult. This scene, that scene, and it's all Bowser. I'm like, you could do that for your own world. Like, you visit my world, you walk in, the doors are my eyes. You know what I mean? <laughs> or like, you know, you you look to the left, and there's a picture of you know me podcasting. You walk a little bit up, you hear audio. You look up, that's my my latest song. So it's like these. This is where we're going to. Like, we're we're going to this era of of being able to be a villain in our own universe and, and let people join it and, and try to get the super boss. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a cool idea. Um, and I also think it's weird how like segmented different things is kind of like there's people on Twitch that that's all they do. You know, they just, their entertainment is Twitch or there's people that just go to YouTube or they just go to VR or they just still do the traditional, you know, stuff. And like, there's everything so segmented that I think a lot of people get this idea that they can only do it the way they enjoy entertainment, you know what I mean? Like for it's like, I make right. a podcast. that's kind of similar to the podcast I listen to, you know? And so you're like, you kind of get stuck in that when you're like, well, if you can think outside the box and realize that like other people like other shit, like I've never been able to keep a schedule to where I can catch people on Twitch, but I do think I would, right. I might be okay if I could maybe try to do it myself, you know, but i also don't know. Cause I'm, you know, I don't know if, uh, I'm in that enough, you know, but I like the way at least you're like thinking of, you know, there's other ways and there's people out there that are on VR now and they need entertainment or whatever. And they might, you know, and they, they want to check out it this is. stuff. So it, it, it totally is like, I, I literally, I kid you not like with discord. That's why I love it. It's like, I get an alert. Hey, uh, at 12 o'clock, there's, uh, you know, 12 o'clock midnight, there's going to be um, a rap cipher. Do you want to come? And I'm like, yeah. So they generate a new link, send it to me. And whether I'm on the computer or my phone, it doesn't really matter. So I'm like, I actually want to attend this in VR. Like I want to be my v my virtual reality self. So I click on the link. I spawn in. Obviously, you become engulfed in this reality. So it's like you're really in a club. Like it feels like you're you look up, there's a light. You look to the left, there's, there's the strobe lights. There's people there. And you literally did not have to leave the house and you feel like you did. 
You know what I mean? It's a lot of energy that you're using because, you know, you're I walk around in my house. Some people just sit. But, you know, you're really dancing. You know, you're really like, you know, imaginary dapping up people like it's like a real experience. So that's why I say like like with the the live stream venues, for instance, like Twitch. When I was uh, like, I'll support my friends. They'd be like, hey, Minx, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching you in VR right now. Like, literally, I'm in VR in an imaginary hot tub with the surround screen chilling. You know what I mean? And it's like they and I, I take a screenshot. I send it to them, and I'm like, this is exactly how I'm watching your live stream. They're like, oh, snap. So it's actually kind of cool because you're creating your own experience. Like, imagine you're live and, you know, you're making a beat live, let's say. and I'm like. I'm going to invite like 10 people that I met in VR to watch your live stream with me. What pisses me off is that let's say 50 people show up. It only counts as that one live stream. So that's, that's what sucks. It's like the, the tracking of that. Like I host events, right? I host events and it'll be like, I'll pick like my top 10 music videos and um, we find a studio or something that kind of looks like 106 in park or whatever. We load up the playlist and we sit back and we watch the videos. And again, that's one stream, though. And I can have a room of 128 people. So it, it, it kind of makes you want to like like you're excited because now you could tell these 128 people go follow that artist. Yeah, I think but, that's more important than 128 stream count myself. But I understand I'm also like somewhat post numbers, right? Like I, it should be it should be both. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like it should be both. Like, um, I know that. They're still fine tuning these integrations, right? Um, for myself, um, even with Spotify and, and YouTube and stuff, like it, it is just like literally stepping outside of this universe and and still going to shows and still going to um, meet people. And, you know, it's so weird, like meeting people in VR, the people I've talked to on Facebook for years, like, hey, do you want to go exploring? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, what are we exploring? It's like, oh my God, it's really you, Meeks. Like, oh my God, we're really here. And I'm like, yeah, not really, but. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly how it all works. Like I, I know on this, my next music episode, I mentioned this again. So people are going to have to hear me talk about it twice. But back in the day when I was on SoundClick, you know, starting my internet rapper journey, uh, there was this internet wet radio station I listened to every Tuesday and Thursday night called Strictly Down to Business Radio. And we would like me and all these people across the country, only a handful of us, you know, not like a whole lot. We would all tune in and be in this chat room. And then we would, you know, send our songs and this DJ would play it with you with some other like, you know, popular mainstream stuff that just came out. And uh, he would he was a real DJ. Like, you know, he seemed like a real radio host. You know, it's way he at least presented himself wow. on this Internet radio show. And it was so much fun. And in the chat room, people would be like, I didn't like this. I did like that. And everyone was kind of cool on the feedback. You know, some people get sensitive. because That's how it is. I'm, I do as well. Uh, but he was really um, it was like a real supportive thing. And I mean, I did this for like a year straight, like two semesters, probably in a row. And uh, wow. where I was like turning down parties, I was like, guys, I can't. I got from eight to ten to nine. I'm on this. I have to be listening you know, or whatever. And so uh, I, it was like a real community. And that's kind of why I do my music podcast now is like it's my kind of version of that. But I would imagine you could do something like that in VR. But I don't know how easy it'd be to get people like there at the time. Cause that was kind of what made it different then. It was like, you actually had to be there, but even in VR, I would assume, let's say you recorded your VR show. People could probably like replay it in some way where they're still like standing in it possibly, you know, like I don't, right. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but I would assume, you know, if you say had an event, I don't know if there's some way that you can record it and then people replay back in that 
moment, you know, but I would assume eventually something like that can happen. Well, in my spaces that that I built, like all my past episodes, like or let's say my latest episode, there's always something streaming because obviously I'm not in my space all day. So it's kind of like you're you have a shop, you know what I mean? And, you know, sometimes you go to the shop and the owner is not there, but people are still able to go and visit and, and go there to the store or whatever. Right. So. I always have like when people like I get like an alert, maybe 120 people had came by to look at your art gallery when you weren't here. But something is always playing. So it'll either be um, my last episode or it'll be uh, whatever songs that are on my station's playlist for this month. And either way, there's something that's always going to be advertised, even though, you know, you're not there as the as the owner. But again, like I said, the the tweaking and fine tuning that they're doing to kind of merge people off of social media and to be literally social in these communities. And that's why I like what you just said, community. Um, obviously, I've been sounding off on Twitter a lot about my thoughts about, you know, the music, underground music and and the community aspect. And um, I tell everybody, you know, just 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 take a walk on the wild side and sit in sit in one of these uh, Twitter spaces that have to do with an NFT project. And then you'll see what I'm talking about. You know, it's not necessarily the the NFT Thing. You know, I'm kind of off of the the buzzword for it because it's not as exciting as it was. You know, it's like everybody got in it and you people did a lot of rug pulling and, and you know, they just made it unfun. You know, the greed, of course, will will do that. Um, but I've seen um, projects launched. Right. First thing people say, I don't have any money to, to launch an NFT project or, or whatever. I tell you, the community aspect is what is missing for everything that has to do with music, right? It's, you know, we don't know who's the real curators. We don't know who's the real DJs. We don't know who has real pull, right? Right. Well, so it's also that like, at least for, I guess, my complaint on uh, hip hop Twitter or whatever, music making Twitter, is that like everyone is competing to make other creators like their stuff. And I just yeah, think a lot, a lot of dick writing, 100 percent. Right. I agree. And I don't get like and I understand I'm probably do it, too. Right. Because you meet someone else who raps or does whatever. And you're like, well, I want you to think I do it good. So you're like, check me out, you know. But what ends up happening is you just have nothing but followers that are other people that make music and they're not going to support you the way like an actual listener or fan would because they're competing in some way. I mean, people can say whatever they want. Everyone, most of these people, I think, feel like it's a competition and they don't. Whereas I think podcasters have always come with a different sort of mindset of like, I will be a guest on your show and you can be a guest on mine whenever. And it helps everyone, right? There isn't this sort of. Exactly. But in music, it's different. Yeah. You know what? I wouldn't say it's different, you know, um, or they treat it different. I don't know if it should be different. It's just literally um, a mindset, right? All of this is a mindset, right? When you go, if you go into spaces like the NFT community, right? They're all artists, right? Well, how does one artist make $1,500 off of a, a, a JPEG and another artist makes $1,500 off a JPEG and they're still high-fiving each other, right? The reason is because of ego is stripped 100%. You need me, I need you, right? You don't have fans, I don't have fans. Um, but we both have an idea. And this is, and money is always the last thing, right? With these conversations that I'm in, money is always last because they have this mindset of crowdfunding. Everything could be crowdfunded. You have a hundred followers and you can't ask them for 50 cents. You know, come on, that adds up, right? So again, when you're talking about this community aspect with with the independent artist uh, realm that I've literally said, I'm going to build my own community, right? Not like, like kind of like what 
what you were saying about the radio um, platform. Right. I was part of a platform like that as well. Every Friday night, everybody like the, 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 the DJ or the host would make like he'll he was a producer. So he would throw a beat. And he would tell everybody, OK, uh, get your verses in by Wednesday. Right. Wednesday was the cap. If you came Thursday, he's like, sorry, my bad. But thanks for participating. I'll put you on the the, the leaderboard or some shit. Um, so everybody made it a date. You know, you rolled up and sparked up and had your drink ready by 10 o'clock. And everybody was in the chat. Everybody was just in a chat box. They were listening. You know, you didn't see anything. It was just all radio. But. Obviously, playing the music, everyone's critiquing it. Everyone is giving feedback. You know, you even had some people that wanted to be like the villain of the shit. So, oh, that's whack. That's whack. You're whack. You're whack. I can scrub you. I can scrub you. Then, you know, that would become a, a thing. Oh, they got beef. So now they got to do the diss track. And you just saw the the escalation of of why this community aspect was 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 super important. So hold on one second. You got a problem. Okay, my bad. My little one wanted me to do her hair. Um, <laughs> but but the, the community aspect, again, is what's missing. And we all have the opportunities to to make um, not even about making better music, but making better moves and, and actually putting something together that would allow us to be seen as as a unit, like, you know, how labels were and stuff back in the day. And uh, one other thing I want to touch, I have so many things going through my head, it's hard to keep track. You know, I'm sure you're used to this where like at the end, you're like, God damn, I like eight things I was going to say. Um, but something to remind me of is my SoundClick days, uh, they had these forums and SoundClick forums is what Reddit today wishes it was, you know, not to hate too much. I see your Reddit icon. I love Reddit. But, you know, the forums don't have what fucking SoundClick forums had in the in 2007, I swear. Um, Soldier Boy had just blown up off SoundClick. and. Uh, People hated him. Everyone hated him on there whenever I joined because he had just blown up like two months before. And um, it it was a fun time to be alive. But they had like things kind of like what you're mentioning, where it was like here we think are the 12 best underground hip hop songs. Uh, And there was like a you know form that was stickied and you would go in and you could challenge any of them. And then they would have like these other threads that were like your song versus this song uh, votes are due by Friday. And then people would come in and vote. And then if you got there, cause I got one song up there one time when I, I mean, I had to collab with people and work really, I I had to really earn it, you know, because I wasn't that good. I didn't have good mics or anything. And uh, I remember I took down this old head that I thought was real cocky. And I was like, his song sucks. And like, I don't know. It was like, it was like (laughs) this victory, you know, like it was great whenever we won that week. I was like, I can't believe it. We did it. Um, And and now, and now all of that has, has now unfortunately gone to, you know, well, now, like now, I, now it's like an open verse challenge. I mean, that, that, that's all there is today, I guess, which is yeah, its own it's, thing. It's, or it's gotten to the point where like, even myself, I've just been dropping songs with um, one verse, one hook. That's it. Right. I, I don't feel the need to like second verse for what? Like people's attention spans are, are literally gone. You know, um, for me to drop a, a four song, was it four or five, four song EP that was less than 10 minutes that got the most streams of anything I've ever dropped. Um, and I, and I, I, you know, cause I do a lot of things as a, uh, cause I'm writing a book, right? So I do a lot of things uh, on a trial basis to see how it worked out. And for me to sit down and say to myself that more people bought my album when it was only 10 minutes long than they would a full project but let's say 13 songs and it was about 38 minutes. Like I, I, I couldn't understand it for the life of me. And, and I said, Oh, because we are in a, um, a world of, if it doesn't fit an entire TikTok, <laughs> then, 
then, you know, if it if it doesn't meet the requirements for TikTok for it to go viral or, or semi viral, then it's just not a song that's going to make it. Right. For me, um, look, trying to look at my numbers, you know, because uh, I kind of look at them like real honestly, like I don't go on line if people follow me and notice i'm never like hey this song got ten thousand plays or whatever i just don't ever brag about that even though that's happened um because i can see it and i know like our homies at graveyard and different people might put me on a playlist and then i have friends that listen and i kind of in my pessimistic theory think the reason why my you know 10 song album didn't do as good as this 19 song album i put out um is because my homies just go and listen to that same album all day and they don't care if it's 10 or 19, you know, and they're going to listen the same number of total times all day. But when it's split amongst 10 songs or 19 songs, it makes each song look like a bigger number, you know, right. if that makes. So it's like maybe it is a waste to drop so many at once. You know, maybe I, I think I think I, I, in this era that we're in, the most that people can stomach in a sitting is probably five songs from an artist. Right. Well, I'm I'm going to really try. I have an, I have a whole album coming. I'm saying all this shit, but I have this album uploaded coming out in August uh, because I was just getting everything uh, scheduled up. And so I do have a whole album coming out. I think it's really good. But I have four singles, uh, you know, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks before. And then uh, I think after that, I am going to focus on just singles. You know, when I have a song done, I'll just put it up and I'm going to see how long I can go to put like maybe a single out every two weeks because I'm. I kind of feel like I'm in the zone lately. And that's the other thing. I've tried not to be too cocky about it. I just feel like everything I'm making musically is so good that I kind of quit caring a lot about a lot of stuff. I'm like, I can't worry about it because of the music. I enjoy it so much right now that like, I just can't worry about the other stuff, you know? And, and it's gone well for me. You know, I, mean, I still have my depressive moments. I make my depressive songs, but I don't let it, the streaming numbers don't seem to affect that part, you know? Yeah, I don't, I, I got to, the point after talking to my cousin, um, he's like, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you doing? I was like, honestly, I, I don't know anymore. I, I lost my spunk. You know, um, <clears throat> I just literally like, I, I listened to the old stuff that I've done, like my old beats that are just sitting there. And I was like, I, now my mindset is, oh, this will be perfect for a virtual world filled with, you know, stars and shit. I could put a couch there. This is how my mind works with my music now. I'm like, can this be used for a world? Can this be used for a gallery background noise? Like I said, I was just going to take the songs that I already did hooks on and stuff and and try to do like a like a compilation because it's like I don't think people really know like where I stand as a producer because they're like, you don't really work with anybody. I'm like, that is some bullshit. I work with a lot of people, but I'm more of the, the person that I miss uh, R&B now. Like I'm kind of tired of hip hop. Yeah. Um, I would say most of my favorite stuff I make is uh, w- could probably be classified as R&B or it's at least slower, but right, no, no right. one seems to like them when I post them, you know, but I'm like, God, I love this shit. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm more of a lo-fi person now, you know, um, I, I just noticed that I guess from working with my, like working with myself, cause that's mostly who I work with. Um, I just got so tired. I was like, why am I rapping? Like, what am I rapping about? Like, I love rapping. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I had to do a lot of soul searching. I said, I didn't get into music to be a rapper. I didn't wake up and say, I want to rap. I, I woke up and said, I wanted to to make compose music and sing. So that's why this, this project that I released, I said, I'm going to do more of my R&B on it and um try to stick to that. Because, you know, again, I don't know why I only stuck to the rapping part. And I 
kind of exhausted that, I feel. Like if someone asked me to put a verse down, I'm going to do it. But I'm not focused on making a rap album anymore because obviously we have Doja Cat. And, you know, I feel like I was Doja Cat for many years. <laughs> and people kept saying to me, you know, you can't do both. You can't rap and sing. You can't make hip hop and then do a pop album. And I'm like, I can't. And then Doja Cat comes out and that's a thing. You know, she's winning all these awards for shit that I've been doing before she was a thought. And um, I just said, F it. I'm just going to make what I want to make. I want to make what I want to create. And this why this this album prelude. Um, it was a prelude of what is to come because I'm still sitting on so many songs. And eventually I'm going to get the confidence to reach out to artists and say, hey, uh, do you want to do a verse on this record? I already made the beat. I already did the hook. I already did the first verse. It's me singing. I need you to rap on it. Right. Yeah. But the problem is, is that I'm too. I'm not going to say finicky. Um, like I want to be present. You know, I, I don't I don't mind people that can't travel. If I have to fly a person out, if I really like them, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? But and, and I really mean that I have really had people travel to me because I wanted to work with them in a studio setting. You know, I didn't feel that the, the song we were working on was a, a bedroom producer type thing. And, and that's no shade to anybody. I just feel like I got a vibe with somebody, right? People hit me up all the time in my DMs. Hey, you know, can I get on a song with you? And I'm like, but do you just jump into bed with anybody? Right. Like you just jump into bed. Like I, I want to know the person I want. I want to actually have a friendship with a person because this is our song. And I want it to hurt if we're not friends anymore. When I hear that shit, you know, I don't want it to be like, oh, well, that's just an artist that wasn't serious. And yeah. no, I want that shit to hurt when I hit play and, and say, damn, I, I, I wasted my time with this motherfucker. Like, oh. I, I, don't, I don't want to have a fake um, song. You know, I want to have a real experience and I know it's not feasible for everybody. And I had to be realistic with that. But yeah, as I far as my <clears throat> internet collabs go, I might be like the top of the list of people have done, you know, so many internet collabs and it is, uh, you know, I don't plan on doing any more internet friends uh, albums, but there are a lot of lessons learned, you know, and there are very, it's a very few percentage of people that is, are easy to work with online. So, I mean, I, I completely get what you're saying. Right. Like it's, it's, it's just, you know, a force of habit. You know what I mean? Like even with my dad, I, I don't, we're, we're, you know, because we're so far away, like everyone's trying to get me to move to, to Georgia. Right. And, you know, that's a big step, you know, that actually a big fear for mine, um, for me, because uh, I know that if I move out to Georgia, that's when it's going to be a wrap. Right. I just, I guess I fear myself. I fear success. I, I'm totally opposite of people. People are like, I want success. I want, I fear it. You know, because you you become successful, you you create enemies. Um, people want, you know, they they fake their friendships with you. You know, they're not real. You know, you're always questioning people's motives. Um, that's not a mindset I want. I mean, you I'd don't even have fail. to be successful. I mean, you can just have a mediocre music review podcast and people will be fake nice to you until you say on your podcast like, hey, I think the mix on this wasn't very good. And then they hate you, you know, and you're like, right. oh, they they weren't friendly at all ever. <laughs> they were just hoping for Every, a good review. Everybody's everybody's using everybody. Right. right. And, yeah. and it's like we we all have to. Right. It's not a bad thing. You know, I'd rather be used instead of being useless. Right. But it's it's like a point now. Like I, I've, I've let me say I've been on TikTok. Right. I fucking hate TikTok. I hate it. 
with a passion. <laughs> but I don't know what it is. You know, I know I do my videos and stuff on there. Yeah. So once you reach a threshold, like, okay, I'm at 46K, right? It, it, people change too, right? It, you know, your day ones when everyone had 100 followers, you know, they, they act funny when you hit 1,000. They act funny when you hit 10, right? Then you get to 46K, right? And it's like, again, I'm not an influencer, Right. I have these these brands and shit that hit me up all the time. I tell them I'm not I'm not a fucking influencer. I just get on there. I talk my shit. People like it. They don't. I don't give a fuck. Right. That's just how I, I operate my TikTok. It's what I want to talk about. Now, I have literally, you know, been battling with TikTok, you know, because obviously we know it's a music platform. People share music and stuff. I said, what what better way would it be to put Minx Radio on on TikTok? Right. I got the following. I'm not going to use it for my own self, you know. I'm going to put my podcast on it, like do live streams and shit on there. But the like the people that that hit you up, right? People that you you cool with, but you're not really cool with. And they're like, hey, you know, I love I, I see that you, you know, you, you got to the I'm like, yeah, I got to 46K. And, you know, they're like, oh, word. Can you do me a favor? I'm like, yeah, what's up? Could you share my video? Uh, <laughs> yep. I, uh, <laughs> what I, the fuck? I absolutely hate it when someone hits me up and they're like, can you go like this or comment on it or do whatever? Um, and it's because I guess I like to think I'm being honest with people. Right. And if I have any sort of currency with people, it's they can trust me. And so I don't want to be like, I'm not going to give like a fake. That's dope. If it's not, because then no one can trust my future. That's dope. You know, so right. it's that sort of thing. Like if I like it and I see it, I'll share it. You know, or if I like you and I see it, but as soon as someone comes in a DM asking you to do it, it like takes away all the desire for me. Right. I, 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 I've never done that to people. Um, yeah. If people like it. If they like it, they're going to share it. Right. If, if they don't like it, they're not going to share it. Like even for like when people, they join um, TikTok, they tell me how I don't I sharing my music, but nobody I'm like, it, it don't work like that. It, it doesn't work like that. First of all, you can't join a platform. And expect overnight success if if you have not put the work in, right? And I think the biggest issue, like like you said, you know, it's a transference of emotion. It's a transference of energy, right? You can't just post shit and expect people to like it. You you get likes when you interact with the users that are in your community, right? I'm not saying you got to be fake, but I have this 10-10-10 rule, right? The first thing is you have to like 10 posts, right? 10 posts that resonate with you, not no random shit because the algorithm is watching. 10 comments, right? 10 positive comments. It doesn't have to be cringy like dope. Like you can put just a fire emoji. You could say, oh, I like this, whatever. And then 10 videos for that week. So two videos, two videos, two videos, two videos. You know what I'm saying? Now you got the 10, 10, 10. You're going to notice an increase Right. Every day you have to engage with people. And I know people, they don't like that shit. I, I just want to post my shit and keep moving. Well, so do other people. <laughs> they they, they want to post their shit and keep moving. But you hitting them up. Can you like my shit? But you're not liking their shit. So if you it's almost like in New York City, you can walk up to somebody and say good morning and somebody will look at you like you lost your fucking mind. Right. But if you go down south and you say good morning, three people will say, oh, good morning to you. That's the difference. And New if you York don't say it back, they get pissed. Right. New York is <laughs> New York is entitled. Right. We're entitled. And down south, it's more like an equal 
transference of emotion. Yeah, we're, we're both feeling this moment. So again, if you're not talking to people and saying, oh, I like this, like if you look at in, in, um, in TikTok, right? What I always say TikTok is the fastest. It's, it's the only one. Twitter and TikTok, these are the only two platforms. You can't blow up off of Twitter and you can't blow up off of TikTok, then you're not doing social media, right? Because these are the only discovery apps that are left. You know, Instagram is a dead app. Okay. Facebook, dead app. So that yeah, Snapchat's kind of good. But you're talking about these two platforms that are constantly updating within seconds. So with TikTok, you have to say, I'm going to post my video, then I'm going to go and talk to 10 people. Hey, I like this. Start a conversation. You know, start a conversation. People will follow you. They're not going to fuck with you if they don't know you. They're not going to hit like for your stuff if they don't know you. You have to have visibility. Your name has to pop up. People will say on my page, well, you popped up on my For You page for the third time, so I might as well follow you. This is all that it's about. And if you keep promoting, you're promoting yourself. You're not promoting your music. If you are an artist, you're promoting yourself. You're not promoting your art. If people like you, they will buy, like, share, uh, fight for you, join your fandom. They, they will join your cult. They will do all that stuff if they know who you are as a person. And, and that's all the trick is. I tell you, that's, that's it. That's right. all that it is. I advertise myself. Hey, I'm Minx. I, I hate chocolate ice cream. You know, oh, Minx. Oh, that's crazy. I hate chocolate ice cream, too. Let's be friends. Like, this is how the fuck it is. But I love chocolate ice cream. I, 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 I just use that as an example. But. That's all it is with, with this music shit, NFT shit, art shit. Well, I mean, the same with this. The shit. People that uh, are on Twitter that show me the most support are the people who listen to this podcast. Right. And it's because they're not going to misconstrue. Like they understand maybe my humor or like when I tweet something, they'll probably get the tone better because they've heard, you know, hours of me fucking talking. And, uh, you know, those people just get me more, you know, and I probably need to do more of like getting out there. But honestly, I just get so annoyed at all the po- the fake positivity of Twitter just drives me insane. Um but, you know, so like I make this podcast, Mike, hopefully, you know, the people that want to listen, come in and listen. Um, but th- there probably should be, you know, just self-reflecting. I need to do some effort of probably th- throwing out out there the people that don't listen, you know. Right. Right. And and that's why it's important. Like once social media goes away, because it will, it will. You now have to go back to the roots of it because everything is resetting. Right. The great reset. Everything is going backwards. Right. So we have gone from. Social media, having social media profiles, having this, this and that. So now everybody's in a chat room again, right? Discord, Telegram, uh, even Instagram. I'm, I'm, I'm in a part of, you know, some groups on Instagram, but everything is about messages now. Well, people also have and, just group chats in a way. Like, I mean, I'm in a yeah. couple, but not any too crazy. But I've seen some people, you know, they they post like, hey, come join our group chat where we, you know, get each other plays and and share each right. other's music. And then you'll notice those people every day share, you know, one other person's song, you know, however many times a week or so. And I guess it's part of an, an uh, a plan, you know, and to, to me, I'm always like, ah, I don't want to do all that, but they're probably smarter for it, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, and you know what? Because people are just tired, right? I build bots, right? I build bots for these reasons, right? So with my bots that I have, like, I, I don't like sitting on so like people will, will text me and say, oh, you're ignoring me, but you could be on Twitter all day. I'm like, oh, that's my bot. My bot tweets for me. They're like, oh, but I saw that you just shared. Yeah, my, my bot just shared my YouTube because I programmed my bot to be my little promoter friend, right? Which hopefully once we finish, I finish programming this shit. I, I hope that it'll be like a big house name, you know, 
your own little pocket manager, right? <laughs> your little manager that will tell you, hey, uh, you didn't post um, your latest video. Would you like me to do it? Yes, please. You know what I'm seeing? saying? So it's like um, automation is key so that you can get back to being personal, right? And eventually, like I said, this is the big reset. The big reset is people are going to go back to the things that were, were simpler because it's, it's, everything's a little bit too you know, discombobulated for my taste. And as much as I'm a tech head, you know, it's just too much. Like, I just love the idea, put on my goggles and pick a world and sit in and talk to random people. Right. I love that. You know, yesterday night, I'm chilling in one of these popular streamers. I think it was iSpeed. Um, I love him. He's just very loud for my taste, but I love him. He popped up in um, one of these uh, platforms. Right. And they try to get away. You know, they're sometimes in live or they're just recording. and crazy like the amount i actually have footage of this um amount of people that rolled up oh my god i was like damn i felt like i was in Times square for a minute all these kids started running to take pictures with them and i was like so this is what what's happening so we've merged from physical to now digital to now servers i'm like it sounds pretty much like we're becoming computers because we (laughs) we have gone from being in social media to now servers and all these other private places um, where you can actually type in commands and they do things and you have bots in these spaces that actually do things. And, and now forums, right? Cause I own um, a forum and people have been joining my forum because I'm just like, look, F it, you know, social media wants to be, you know, I'm not Donald Trump. I can't make a, a true social, um, but I will make cryptic kingdom and people just come and post whatever the hell they want as long as they just tag it. Right. And it gets tweeted out by my bots. It gets shared around um, social media, becomes backlinks um, to websites and stuff. So it's like simplifying everything is, is where we're at. And I think that we're making everything so complicated when it really is just that simple. Right. Well, I think, I mean, just as far as the technology taking over and us probably needing to go back to simpler times, you know, for, again, someone like me, kind of like you, we're on the computer all the time and shit. And so you're like, oh, that sucks. But I get it because I don't, I mean, humans... Uh, if you believe in evolution or whatever you believe in, like we're not made probably to be able to handle all this influx of information so quickly. So it's going to take probably a long time for us to uh, evolve or adapt to, to this new world. Um, and this, so what you see happen now is like someone can get so uh, like inoculated with like so much information on a subject that it like basically paralyzes them. Right. For like, or like, yeah, they like, they can't think yeah. about anything else except this one thing. Like we have to fix that. And you're like, yeah, but you need a job, you know, like you got to do like normal <laughs> shit. And, uh, you know, I love going down the conspiracy rabbit holes. I think they're very fun, but I also don't let them like ruin my life because even if they were true, you're like, well, I mean the fucking man's bigger than any, like, you know, what is this goddamn star Wars movie? So it's uh I think right. it, I think sometimes it just gets out of control and you look at the way like apps and you're like I used to actually enjoy some phone games, right? There was a time I would download games on my phone that were pretty enjoyable. But now it's basically just slot machines. Even if it's not, it is. Like it I don't know if you have casinos up in New York. Uh I guess Atlantic City is pretty close. But like we have a lot of casinos in Oklahoma and the it just brought lots fast moving stuff. It's the same thing that's on a phone screen, right? So it's like it's designed to get people addicted, especially children, you know, to just stare at the bright colors and stuff. So I do think you would have to be like, 
you got to be aware of some of this stuff. Even I'm saying that as someone who I look back, and I'm like, I play video games all the time, but I really didn't. I played like football and baseball out in the sandlot all day. And then at night I played Super Nintendo, you know, or whatever. So like it wasn't quite what sometimes we imagine it was, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I I personally feel like like honestly, um, once we once we all like get to the groove of what is changing, you know, obviously we know that Elon is still playing around with this Twitter thing. Um, I, I think that more people will, will voluntarily like merge from all of that. I, I really believe it. Like I, I got told I got I got so tired of, of trying to please so many people. Right. Oh, you say one wrong thing. There goes your page. You're suspended. You're this, you're that. There goes your bread and butter. Like, I'm like, look, if you are sensitive, you you don't need to be on social media. Like, I know that's not even to take a stab and say that people are weak. People are there are some people that are emotionally crippled and they feel like and a lot of parasocial relationships as well. Um, But you you can't base everything on on being social, especially in the, the, the times that we are in, you offend everybody for every little thing. I got to the point where I just don't give a fuck anymore. Right. Fuck your feelings. Yeah, I don't basically I don't even post on Facebook um, because on the podcast page, I used to share some memes, but I posted one that wasn't bad at all. And it was like this one wants people to do bodily harm. Your page is suspended for however long. So now I just have it automated to post the episodes, but I don't I don't even log in to the podcast. Yeah, page. like I, I hate Facebook. Right. I hate it. Oh, and but, real quick, you mentioned Elon and Twitter and that and also Facebook. So me thinking, I can't understand. I don't know much about Elon Musk. And I'm going to be honest about that. But I do know that ever since he announced it, people like have come out of the woodworks to hate him. And they're like, I'm like, y'all know Mark Zuckerberg's like the guy that owns Facebook. And y'all aren't saying none of this shit about like one guy owning Facebook. But y'all are like, I don't know. It just seems weird. It seems odd that uh, everyone hates Elon for this when it's like. I think this is probably distracting from something else, right? Because we have a Jeff Bezos and a Mark Zuckerberg and all these other rich people that own all kinds of shit and y'all don't give a fuck. And obviously, I don't know. It's just very odd to me. <laughs> well, the bottom line um, of what I gathered, you know, being on the out, the outskirts of being a musician and just being a PR person, because I do PR now, right? Um, the, all this is is just one big data mine, right? I, I, I say this is all data, Right. For his uh, fucking for net, every, brain net or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't remember what it oh, is. Oh, the, the, the Skylink. Yeah. yeah. Um, excuse me. Starlink. Um, the thing is, is that not to sound conspiracy ish. Right. Um, but I've studied Elon Musk. Uh, obviously, like I said, I'm a tech head. You know, he's like Batman to us. Uh, not in a good way, though. And Elon Musk, uh, obviously, I, I don't like the fact that he uses Tesla, right? Tesla, you, I'm like, I, I thought growing up, I was like, oh, maybe he's Tesla's great, great grandson or something like that. They bear no relation. Okay. Um, I, I get frustrated because I don't think Tesla would have wanted his name to be used this way for the vehicles and all this other stuff. But, you know, that's what, you know, people do. Right. But I said to myself that, you know, if I was an evil villain, and I, I love villains. Villains are my favorite part of every story, even down to the story of, of you know, Satan Agreed. and Lucifer. I mean, King I Joffrey is my favorite part of Game of Thrones and no one can understand it. And I'm like, he's the best villain. How do you all not get this? <laughs> I love villains. I, I feel like we have a lot to learn from them. And um, 
nobody wakes up and decides to be evil, just like nobody wakes up to decide and decides to be good. This is this is a mindset that happens from what is being introduced. Like if we're looking at brains as computers, which they are the most <laughs> you cannot duplicate the human brain. OK, um, and we compute on different levels and we're and we're past quantum computing in that sense. Um, I, I literally just said to myself, I was like, if I was an evil supervillain and I wanted to get everyone's thoughts, why not purchase the company that has the data of people's thoughts, which would be Twitter? People tweet their every fucking thought. I'm taking a shit. I'm wiping my ass. Oh, what kind of toilet paper do you like? Right. And people converse in that. See, but I so think it would be easier just to like, can't you just wipe that? I mean, you could probably like do some outside way that could just get all that without having to buy the whole company. Well, the thing is this, right? Um, computers, like I've been posting a lot of videos. I don't know if you've seen them, but <laughs> I, I, I laugh at AI, right? I love AI technology. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And, and it's amazingly frightening as well. I like when they write the scripts, you know, it's like they ingested every television show episode of the show. And here's them writing a script and you're like, damn, it's exactly. pretty good. <laughs> exactly. What other way to use Twitter though? Right. You have the minds. People have tweeted, even people that don't use the app anymore. You have billions, probably zillions, if that's even like of, of tweets that people have wrote their thoughts. If I wanted to train a bot quickly, I would train them with every tweet that has ever been tweeted on that platform. I think they've and done you know, this, though. They've put some AI on Twitter and they had to shut it off immediately because like within a couple hours, it became a Nazi robot that wanted to kill everyone. Exactly. And, and you know, I've been reading into this because I actually found um, what was it? <laughs> I sent this to my cousin the other day um, to let her know. I was like, I, I was so intrigued about how um, AI watched horror movies for 400,000 hours and was able to create a horror movie and that the plot was just so hilarious, but it was very scary. So I said, you know, you have these, these AI uh, platforms now that teach, you know, they want to do blogs and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm like, that's cheating. You know, I'm a blogger. I really sit and blog and, and, you know, write my thoughts, but people want to cut corners. Right. So I mean, it's AI beat makers. I mean, that's the thing that we're about five minutes, five years away, probably from like a, really good all ai beats yeah ai beats they have ai beats do you have ai songs so let me this is uh real quick so i i wanted to write um the first they say write the first line of a story any made-up story and then ai will come up with the rest right when i tell you i was so frightened reading this which is why i say i i want to i understand evil a lot more so this is what i wrote the first line i said asha because I'm, I'm i'm writing a book I said, Asha dried her hair at her vanity as a familiar face suddenly appeared behind her. It was Lucifer. She didn't flinch as he emerged from the darkness. Agitated, she stood up grabbing her bathrobe. That's what I wrote, right? This is what AI wrote to continue the story. She was almost crying, a little. You killed him, she said to Lucifer as she stepped out, um, a step out of her robe. You left me there. No one was there but you. Lucifer said nothing. He stood next to her, silent, an awkward moment until he spoke. I wanted to save you. That's what I did. All the rest of you, all you humans are dead. You are all going down in history as the victims of a madman. So why are you still here? I said, what the fuck? Yeah, first off, I would steal it for your book. And then, yeah, it's... <laughs> 
are. I said, wait a minute. We are all going down in history as victims of a madman. AI thinks of this of us. I find that hilarious. <laughs> See, I've over the last couple of years, I've gotten really into my mind that the whole simulation theory, and I just feel like it's more. I feel like us making AI is revealing to us that, that, that we're all in a big simulation. Like and and the, there's also um, government, you know, documents. I was, I was working on a story for this, I, you know, based on that that rendering. And I, I came across uh, a government document that wanted to discuss uh, the fear that the U.S. government has of AI technology. And they mentioned several times in this uh, government document, Skynet, right? Yeah. <laughs> Starlink, Skynet, right? So I said, they say that they fear that AI is going to turn on us eventually, like Alexa and all these people, they're going to turn on us. And they are, you know, when you ask them certain questions, they're telling you the truth about things because these things have been programmed and they're constantly updated with new data. So if we're looking at anything that has to do with the Terminator, because we know the Terminator and the Matrix go hand in hand. I'm like, I think we're in for a real surprise that, you know, there might be a rogue robot that is going to turn against us and train other robots to turn against us. And then that's going to be the next war. We won't be able to fight them because they're going to constantly keep updating themselves and coming up with new tactics. And there was a story about robots that killed a whole bunch of scientists. And they, they were like, oh, that Snope says, oh, that that's just satire. That didn't happen. I'm like, I strongly believe that that shit happened. <laughs> right. Well, I think, you know, all these sci-fi stories have existed forever and we're going to make one of them come true. You know what I mean? That's just how it's going to oh, go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it'll, you know, it's going to be pretty easy that they're going to find those old YouTube videos of those guys hitting those fucking Boston dynamic dogs with baseball bats and hockey sticks. And they're going to mm -hmm. be like, this is how they treated us, these humans. And then they're going to start right. the fucking revolt. Um, I do think they'll probably keep some humans as pets. You know, I do think there will be so like if they gain sentience and where they like really think for themselves and there will be some that realize that destroying everyone's evil in some way, the way we think it's evil to destroy animals, you know, so we like keep some preserve in a zoo. So there'll be like human zoos uh, where you know, they there's some old man and they're like, mate with these other ones. And he's like the old turtle man. But it's like, I can't get it up. And the robot just don't get it. And they're like, get they new medicine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I see it happening. I really do. And, um, you know, I, I, I if anything is like I robot, which uh, which is weird, how Will Smith was in a lot of those movies that had to do with these evolutions. Um. I, I'm not really fearful, right? Because I feel like, you know, I think they would be like, they would know who's kind and, and they will know who to rub out, the, the good ones. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I they're smart. I think they already have them. I think, they, like, I think they're not telling us all of the technology they have. And if and I think if they were to tell us all the technology that they have, we would probably have to, to really take action because that can potentially be a, a worldwide threat. So I'm like, bring it on. But, you know, try to get some, you know, some knowledge on how to build your own bots, y'all. Like, seriously, I build bots and it's fun. It's just like they do turn on you eventually, though, like especially a bot that thinks that they know more. And, you know, you know where they stand when you ask them what are their thoughts are on God. And it always leads back to Lucifer somehow. And it, oh, shit. I just find it so hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it's intense. <laughs> it is. Um. Well. Man, I felt like there was one thing I was going to make sure we got back on, but, you know, we got on these goddamn Lucifer robots. 
Uh, <laughs> Lucifer bots. <laughs> yeah, if it all gets goes crazy. Um. Oh, earlier you were talking about VR stuff, and one thing I think's really annoying because I have followed Oculus since the beginning. You know, I own one, but before even Facebook bought them, I was aware of them and everything. And Oculus is such a good fucking name, and the fact that they have changed it to a Metaverse Quest, and I hate the fact they're using the fucking word Metaverse to describe this. Also, I guess say my favorite book is Ready Player One, which yes. is basically what all this fucking is based on kind of in a way they want to get to. And so I'm like, just call it Oasis, like the book, because everyone knows y'all are all trying to do that shit. Or like, I don't know. I just hate the word metaverse for it. For some reason, I hate Facebook changing their name to meta. Um, it just all of it seems so um, awkward to me, <laughs> but maybe no one will care 30 years from now. You know, I tell people that shit is it. Facebook. First of all, Facebook, I will tell you from my own mouth, Facebook horizon. That's their metaverse, right? Is trash, right? People don't even understand what metaverse means. Metaverse is just like the internet, right? It's the same shit. Just like you have your phone. You're able to use Instagram. You're able to use Tumblr. You're able to use Reddit. Like these are apps within the internet. That's what the metaverse is. Yeah, metaverse, metaverse is like VR internet, I guess, is the way they're using it. Exactly. It's virtual reality internet. And, and then when every time apps, you mention your servers, I just think of those as those, that's just a VR websites. But I don't know if that's right. true. But Right. Well, well, some some of them are built in like mine is built on the Vatim um, blockchain. So gotcha. my my metaverses are in my wallet. So oh. that you you can't visit unless you you hook up your MetaMask or, or something like that. But <clears throat> all of that shit is buzzwords. Facebook Horizon is trash. I will tell Mark Zuckerberg to his face. It ain't got shit on VR chat. It ain't got shit on even uh, which a lot of people play on their phones. Um, Rec Room <clears throat> and people you like Rec Room is where we meet up at to play games and shit in VR phone desktop theme. You know, you can create your own avatar and talk to people and play games and shit. Right. But even that has better graphics. See, Facebook, I'm still calling Facebook because there's nothing meta about what they are doing. Meta, what they are doing is they, they think they're slick, right? Why would you want to pay programmers to build virtual worlds when you can let the slaves build their own, right? So they, um, Facebook Horizon banks on users to build the worlds. And I'm not going to say that it, it's trash. I've been to amazing worlds. But if you are making us create the worlds that we want to be in, and you think that you're going to take a percentage or a cut, like as much as they want to for certain things. That's ridiculous, right? Yeah, there's a few and other things like this before VR that I can think of video game wise. There was uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 came out in an announcement trailer and then we're like, and we're looking for fans to help us create the game. Go to this website. It's been fucking 10 years, so it hasn't come out. Um there was another right. video game that had a very similar thing. It was a uh, dragon builder. They released these dragon quest builder games. And the point of them was you bought this game and built stuff in it. That would be used in a dragon quest MMO that I think never existed. Uh, so it just doesn't have a good track record. Also the Jordan, Joseph Gordon Levitz, he has a website in which uh, I wouldn't sign up for when I first started making beats, but it's basically, yeah, it's slave labor shit. It's like, if you want to be in a commercial to get your big break, do the slave yeah, labor for people, you know, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> that, that's exactly what it is. And again, you know, VR chat, the users love the platform. 
right? Because they're able to make their own worlds and hang out in them and, and keep 100% if they're cut. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you want to be a paid user where you can have like your picture and your profile and shit, then you pay for that. That's what they make their money off of, the memberships. But your world is your world. You could do whatever the hell you want. You go into some worlds, they have a Patreon attached to it or a Ko-Fi. And, and, you know, you have members of these worlds that wanted a space that is a club. They wanted their own club. So now everybody financially contributes to that. Facebook meta, uh, meta horizon. They don't want you to do that. So I'm like, you can't even, we don't have a full body. You just have a head, arms, right? Is that the torso you know? one that kind of float around or? Yeah. I yeah, saw, right. I saw some videos. I've been watching some VR videos of this guy that goes in and he's like trying to spread rumors in VR rooms. And I think it's really funny, but whatever he was playing, I was like, it looks so shitty. Whatever game this it, is. It's a hundred percent Facebook horizon. Right. And I would say I had fun in it. I love building worlds in it because, you know, you I mean, can sell them. Graphics aren't everything. Don't get me wrong. I, there's plenty of games I love, you know, that don't have the best graphics. But for this thing, that's like it's all based on visuals. I don't think that's a good place to start, you know. And I would say people would be cool with it. But the drawback is, is that like VR chat, I could post a, a, a YouTube link, right? Spatial. I could post a YouTube link. I could share my screen. I could share my desktop. If I'm making a beat, I could share that into the world and people could listen to it. But this place, Meta Horizon... They don't have any of that. You can't import a video. So what they did now, and I'm trying to see what this is going to be like in June, because they're saying in June, they actually merged meta venues with Horizon. I'm like, just sell the device. Everybody loves the device. You don't need a world, Mark. You don't need a Mark. We don't need a Mark Zuckerberg uh, touching and and, and taking from. We don't need that. We don't need that. So me personally, if it's for the person that, loves Facebook and they want to hang out with their Facebook friends, go for it. But you will not catch me spending a lot of time in these spaces. If I'm making a world in Meta Horizons, it's just for me to sell it or rent it for people to use. I built a club and two studios. So as long as I have my information there where they can follow me and people go in and they use it, great. But other than that, I'm a VR chat girl. I'm a spatial girl. Um, I don't I don't like to utilize all of that, but it's, it's all buzzwords. That shit is not the metaverse. It's nothing metaverse about it. It's just a device and the access to the, meta, uh, the, the virtual reality web. And that's it. Well, it sounds cool, uh, at least that you're getting in the forefront of it. You know, like I know I mentioned to you before we started this that I am canceling. The plan is to cancel at episode 400. But then again, if people just keep joining the Patreon, I mean, I'd be a fucking fool. Uh, to end it there but uh, that is the goal and i have this like somewhat plan that i could make like an eight of the show on twitch or wherever and just do a, a, a version of this with video because people seem to like that i want i've seen some podcasts that do crazy numbers that i think are worse than this one again i'm probably biased but they're just there's a video on some guy fucking being boring as fuck and people watch it because it's a video and i'm like i just I love audio only podcasts, but I guess it's leaving us behind. You know, this new world don't give a fuck about us. So I could see this world in which I start something new, but it's such a commitment. Like I'm sure you understand of like when I started this podcast, I, you know, it's, I've been going ever since, you know, that it's like a, your life kind of changes. So like once I end this, the, to make a commitment to something else is going to be a big decision, but it could happen. It could not. Um, but maybe VR might be the future. I think it will. And and even for my podcast, I merged my podcast into the metaverse. Right. So that's why I stopped podcasting out here. <laughs> I stopped podcasting out here because I just. um, 
I felt like my show was becoming like the order taker show. Right. Uh, I didn't start the Mink Show podcast for it to be an order taker. Play my shit, play my shit, his 50 bucks. I did. I didn't create that for that. So I stepped back from podcasting. Um, all of my new podcasts are in virtual reality. I'm my virtual reality avatar named Cat's Eye. And um, I, I said, I'm going to do that. I vlog from VR. I do my podcast from VR. And I have a lot of fun with that. I love people that stop by and watch the show. And I've gotten more streams, to be honest with you, from being in VR and doing my podcast and being out here. <laughs> so when I say out here, it sounds so like weird, but that's where everybody is now. Everybody is in VR now and everyone is in has their own galleries now. And again, if y'all y'all are interested, um, I'm definitely putting people on on how to build their own um, worlds without, you know, you don't need Oculus. You don't need, a, a, you know, computer you know, I'm building templates that people can just use and import and just put up their shit, put up your video, put up your your your, your screen to, to share your screen and a simple avatar. And you Gucci, you can host up to 25 people in these spaces. You could do ticketed spaces. You could do NFT ticketed spaces. So being able to monetize and, and do a release this way, you're going to make more. Um, you're going to make more money than you would out here. You know, people are going back to the band camp ways. And I see why, because Spotify and all these places ain't paying shit. So now you're going to have to just build your world now. Your world is your website now. And and people have to just like, you know, come with us, come with us to the fun side. This is where we are at. You know, we are here building communities of people that want to build and grow and make money. So that that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's that's all I could say. And again, I, I have a Ko-Fi page. I got rid of my Patreon. It's just easier as a streamer, you know what I'm saying, to have everything in one place. Right. Um, so I started my Ko-Fi page. I'm I'm doing commissions. Um, I'm I'm putting up my blogs like I used to about promo marketing and as well as the NFT space. And um and yeah, just come through. You know, I have pay whatever you want per month. I don't care if you pay a dollar a month, ten dollars a month. I, I do what I do and I enjoy it. And now that we're doing press and all of that stuff, I, I just really, really care about uh, the platform. And I want help. I want to help Minx Radio grow. And again, Minx Radio is officially in the metaverse. And, you know, I had to do a press release regarding that because, you know, it was a buzzword. You know what I'm saying? I had to, <laughs> I said metaverse, metaverse. Okay. So I said, when hip hop meets the meta, um, when the underground music meets the metaverse, that's the article that we printed. And it's been, it's on, uh, I think 46 websites now. So yeah, get in, get into the community. I'll help you grow. And and that's what we do. All right. Well, I got to, after I get my computer, get a VR set and uh, try to make it over there uh, and get my music in the metaverse, I guess. That's the goal. Yeah. I, and you know me, I got, I got everybody that's interested. Anyone that's interested, I'm happy to help because, you know. Honestly, it's so anxiety inducing just thinking about it because, and I'm sure you're the same way. I, I know how I get with creative things. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to lose so many hours to this if I like built my world uh, and not I'm not saying necessarily in a negative way, but time with anything, you know, like I'm making my f album cover or whatever. I spend way too much time on that than I need to. And so I just know how it'll go, but it'll be fun. You know, I enjoy the creative stuff, but I, my wife never understands. She's like, why do you get angry? I'm like, I'm not angry. It's just I know how I am. <laughs> like I know you, how much you could you could turn you could turn that album cover into an airdrop of um, exclusive uh, shit. You can do that for, you know, it's not expensive. Doing, doing this shit is not expensive. I don't have any money. 
I literally don't have any money. I've been fucking broke for a minute now because I lost a lot of money, you know, getting rid of my Patreon and shit. Right. And I'm I'm putting up NFTs every day. Okay. <laughs> every day I'm putting up NFTs. They don't cost much. So if you if you do an airdrop or, or you're interested in that, anyone is interested, I could show you the ropes on that. You know, give away 10, 10 exclusive minted uh, album covers with, let's say, a bonus song that's not on the album and, and do that. And, and, you know, you, you get your profits from the resale if they want to resell it. Nice. Yeah, I got to look into it. You know, for a while it was all... I'm not saying it was fake, but you know, all the NFT and crypto talk. I bought some crypto currencies because everyone was like, it's a good thing. I've held on to those for, a, you know, almost two years now. But every time it goes up and down, you're like, should I sell it? Should I sell it? You know, and you never really know. And then NFTs, it, I'm not saying it's not a thing because I could tell you definitely believe it. And many people do. But I was just like, I didn't, everyone's like, it's all about the back end. And I don't quite get what that is. And so I'm like, all right, I guess, you know, whatever. But I just never bought any NFTs. But I feel like if it's not going to leave, eventually I'll have to figure it out. Well, I'm going to show you where you're going to buy your first NFT. And this is an NFT you're probably really going to need. And you're going to need your crypto domain. You know, a to the mo.crypto, a to the mo.x, a to the mo.nft, right? That will be your first NFT, which is owning your, you need to have your own domain in Web3. You know, people, instead of me saying, yo, Mo, what's your crypto address? You're not going to say, oh, three, four. You're going to say, oh, it's, it's uh, A to the Mo, that crypto. You can just send it right there. Right. I got you. So I'll put you on, I'll put you on to that. And that'll be your, your first NFT is going to be your domain. It's I mean, lifetime. It's a good it's, one because I like my right. name. So yeah, makes sense. Right. You you don't have to renew it um, unless you do an ENS, uh, ENS domains. I think it's like you could do every 10 years or something like that. But you, you do a unstoppable domain. That shit is the lifetime of the domain until you decide you want to sell it. You don't have to update it. You know, just you could just do that. So that'll be your first NFT. All <laughs> right. Dot NFT or dot crypto or dot X or dot 888. <laughs> you could just pick whatever, whatever available ones that are there. Right. I mean, sounds like a plan. Uh, yeah. Let me know how that all works. And then someday I'll be a cool crypto bro and I'll be on the internet telling everybody to buy the doge and shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate you being on, uh, and, all your shits on the on the metaverse it sounds like and uh in in the, the clouds and the web so everyone go follow you what's your twitter handle these days i know you had to make a new one at some time uh, i'm back to minks couture okay. at minks couture i mean so yeah everyone go follow her there um and then do you have any plans of putting out new music in the outside world uh yeah, uh, I'm going to I'm going to reach out to those artists that I really believe fit my songs and I'm going to see if they want to hop on it and we probably do like a hush hush mush mush type thing and just drop the shit and and see how it goes. Well, hell yeah. Well, good luck with all that and um appreciate you being on. Absolutely. Peace. All right.